This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, brand whisperer, top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Hi, this is Arjun. I've always found winning is fun, but winning big puts us all on track to long-term sustainable wins. And that, I really think, is really cool. And that is what this whole podcast is all about. And it's my pleasure to bring to you speakers from all walks of life, from all over the world. And reason this is very important is each one of us are different. Our winning path is different. Our definition of win is different. And that's the reason learning from these leaders from everywhere gives us these micro nuggets that we can add to create our own wins. In that spirit, today, I'm really fortunate to bring and introduce to you Susan Fru. Susan is a business coach, a professional speaker, and a business thought leader who has coached over 150 different companies in 17 different trades to success during 2008 recession. I have to, you know, if you're listening just and you pause right here, you may think, yes, just another business coach, but there's something different about Susan. Susan shares insights that she has literally learned in the corporate trenches. She's the president of Sunshine Plumbing, Plumbing, Heating and Air, author of Pufferfish Effect. And what makes it very unique is Sunshine Plumbing, if you start looking at a family-run business, which just like any business faces challenges, and Susan took that business and took it into record growth. And that's the part where her core learning came in and the very fact her impact as a business coach has been from 2008, like close, close to 12 to 15 years consistently, that puts us in a category of not one of many, but one of few business coaches. In her past experience, Susan also has been an international GM for AT&T Wireless. So without any further wait, Susan, welcome to Secrets to Win Big. Thank you for having me on, Arjun. I really Absolutely, Susan. Susan, first thing is for an extended period of time, for 12, 15 years to have an impact as a business coach to help businesses, there has to be something deep inside you love to help. What gets you excited when you coach businesses, please? Well, during the recession, the exciting part was getting everyone through that time uh, by having to look at everything differently, their marketing, their expanding practices, how they ran their companies, and getting them uber lean in order to be able to succeed through those trying times. And it's very rewarding when you see a company that has been struggling and now they have this big aha moment and the lights are all on and it's time to move forward and they're extremely successful yet again. Yeah, and you know, you talked about the recession. So what learning from those days are relevant 
today that all of us must know from Susan right away? Well, some of the things that we learned back then, which applicable now are, you really need to be scrappy and guerrilla with your marketing. And that means that you need to adapt your marketing to the way the people want to receive it now, which cannot be loud and shouting. It needs to be very subtle and very heart-centered marketing. And I think that is the way that we had to get through the recession. We had to be kinder, nicer, more vulnerable, uh, more revealing of who we are as business owners. And I think the same rules apply now even more so. You know, and that is brilliant. Like Susan literally starts her batting with a home run by sharing that this is not the time to be loud. To brag. You just have to, like the word phrase that you use was kinder, nicer, but show who you are. And you just have to have that empathy that talk, you've talked about the phrase scrappy and guerrilla marketing, which is very subtle. Mm -hmm. Susan, what's your advice to those who have started a business, are in the early phases? What are a few things they need to consider as they go through? Regardless of what type of business you're in, you really can't be completely successful without your network mm -hmm. and your tribe of people who support you and will refer you and they're your raving fans and they tell others about you. So the sooner that you can create that network and now maybe it looks a little bit different. Maybe it's on Zoom calls as opposed to over coffee in a coffee shop, but those relationships will help to build the foundational that you're going to make your business successful. Absolutely. And can you elaborate a little bit more on network, tribe, or relationship? Because sometimes we make a mistake that a network is a people, group of people whom I can get things. What way you live every day, and I've seen you at NSA Colorado as an individual when you were in the academy all through, you're about giving. So what's your definition of a network tribe? How do you build it? And it's not about just getting. Well, I think that you have to add value to your network. And for me, uh, because we are a woman-owned construction company, a lot of women's organizations and women groups were my network, and they were people who would buy services from our plumbing, heating, and air conditioning company. And also, when I was coaching and all the way through that time, the women business owners were the ones that I connected with and they're my network. But my goal is always to add value and to deliver more than what I would receive. I always believe that givers gain. Always, always. And of course, you know, you just talk, don't talk that you live that and that makes it very authentic. And, you know, moving forward to what you talked about is sunshine planning. So I just want to go back, go to those days when you started. And how did you put that family business back on the path to sustain long-term success? Like what are lessons that are important to all of us listening to you today that you want to share? Well, my, my husband had uh, sunshine, solar, and mechanical up in the mountains of Colorado. And when the recession started creeping in, so that he ran that on his own from 2008 to 2012. We got married in 2012, and we joked that we merged our collections instead of getting married. 
and we moved our business down to Denver, our strategy when we had 950 competitors was just to deliver service. We would send thank you notes and brownies and we would send gift baskets and we have dog treats on our trucks and we would follow up every single service appointment with a phone call. And in the early years, we didn't really make very much money, uh, but we were doing a really great job of collecting a very powerful database, which mm -hmm. has helped us sail through this challenging time in our economy and our world's history. Um, it, if we didn't have that so what's the importance because the dog treat the treats really <laughs> home so what was you know and those were all the small things that you talked about the cookies and the cards handwritten cards thank you cards so tell me a little bit about the dog treats like why was it so important well we're dog people and a lot of people who follow us personally, and you know, we sort of bleed personally into our business and vice versa, we foster and rescue golden retrievers. So we always have at least two dogs, which are our own. And then we will usually have a third or a fourth that are a foster and that we're helping out. So people know that about us and they always ask about our dogs. And we just feel like people in Colorado, especially, they're really into their animals. And it it really helps to open up a conversation and to really connect our technician with the homeowner when we want to offer a treat to their dog. Yeah, and you know, I have to get this story out because I bought a car just because people were kind to my little puppy dog. Okay. So my wife and myself, we went three dealership maybe that same day everywhere. There was a bait and switch, blah, blah, blah. We sat there, we waited. And finally, we just on the way back, and I'm going to mention the business and throw a shout out for them is the Infinity dealership on Havana. You're all very tired. We just didn't want to even get a car. My wife just is sitting in the customer waiting area. I'm just trying to see, you know, whether these guys promised, are they going to deliver? My wife just texts me by saying, you have to come here now. Now means now. <laughs> there. And this is Saturday evening, 7.30. The owner of the franchise had a doggy bowl on the ground and he was putting this ice cold bottled water slowly there for our little puppy dog, Yuki. I don't think Yuki has ever had <laughs> a bottled water on his own, okay? And seeing that visual, I took a picture and I wanted to buy a car from these guys who are kind to my dog. Like, Susan, the moment you said it, I realized that there's something there is, it shows your character because, you know, with the cookies to everything. And I'm really glad you shared that details. So let's talk a little bit more about as you went through it being a family business, it adds a different dimension of fun and challenge. So what are the secrets to turn around a family business, like secrets to working great with your significant other? Uh, absolutely, it is job descriptions and identifying your lane and sticking in your lane, right? So, uh, and never the two shall meet. <laughs> I think that they do, but um, I know in our family business, my husband and I have very defined, very different roles. Mm 
Mm-hmm. He's out in the field. I'm in the office. I manage all the marketing, the finances, all of the the vendors, the bookkeepers, the accountants, all of that. And he manages the field. So we are very, very aligned in what's our strengths. And we just stick to the areas that we're really great at. Awesome. So reflecting back, what is one of the biggest success moments for Sunshine Plumbing that both of you are very proud of? And how did it happen? Well, gosh, there's, there's been a lot of them, but I think that we made the cover of the plumbing, heating, cooling wow. magazine's front cover and were named contractor of the year in all of the United States. And it That's the magazine put us on the cover. Uh, and that I think was one of the highlights for us. Awesome. Awesome. We also, so here's a second one. I have to bring this one up too, because we're really proud of this too. Um, we received congressional recognition for our contribution to the community here in Adams County. Donations we had made and the in-kind work that we had done uh, serving people who were homeless or uh, were short on money and needed a furnace or whatever it was that we were asked to do by the county and the, the towns around here, we would jump right in and take care of that. You know, listening to you share with pride, I just see the balance of being that not just good, that incredible community giving person, and on the other side, being functionally great at what you do. And a blend of both is what it takes to be recognized and have sustained continued success. So now let's change gear a little bit and a lot of your work in the business coaching all through, and we started there at the very beginning, is about inspiring others. So, you know, where do you get that, you know, kick that high in life to get others perform at a higher level? Like, where did that come from? You know, Arjun, I don't really know the answer to that. I mean, I know that I'm just very goal driven. And I'm also visually goal-driven. So if I don't have a really good vision board and I don't have a good linear path to success, I'm not going to be successful. But I also find that when I push myself to do something that I really don't want to do, and I do it anyway, the sense of pride that you get from that is so powerful and I want to share that with other people. Like I did not want to go to the gym at 5.15 this morning. I I didn't, I was comfortable. It was chilly out and I went anyway. Um, And just when you do that, when you push through anything, any type of adversity that's, or any obstacle that's in your way, the sense of pride that you get is just unmatched. When you push through any big adversity or any adversity, you get that sense of pride. I love that. And tomorrow morning, this morning, I hesitated going for a walk, (laughs) but tomorrow, I'm just going to remind myself that if Susan at this instant in Adams County can do it, Arjun can too. You know, there's actually a lot of data about that now, uh, about when you can push through things like that physically, 
that it, mentally it makes you tougher and it gives you the ability to handle difficult situations and stressful situations than if you hadn't had those skills. Love that. The very fact you're doing it physically, it brings a strength to you mentally too. Awesome. Yeah. So now, Susan, let's talk a little bit about your book, The Pufferfish Effect. What's it about? Well, you know, as we were growing our company, Arjun, uh, people would think that we were a hundred truck organization. And that's how they judge your success in the service trades. How many trucks do you have? So we would go to conventions and uh, different events and people would think that we were this massive company. We have this great location on the highway with the light up sign, all of that. And in, in truth, we only had 10. So it seemed to me that our marketing and our PR and our awards were creating this reputation that we were garnering all around the country, that we were this big giant company, but we were not. So I, I jokingly said one day, we're like a puffer fish, right? So people see us and we look bigger than we really are. So puffer fish makes themselves bigger to keep their competition or their enemies away. So uh, we just started calling what was happening to us. And this reputation that we were getting was the pufferfish effect. And that's where the book came from. And it tells people how we were able to grow our company at the speed that we were. And also, I think as you get into that super marketing concept that you're talking about, you still were delivering at that highest level because you set the expectations high and you were delivering at that level. I really think that's a brilliant way to look at is, and if you know some of us have not checked, this is a book we really must look at is The Pufferfish Effect. You're listening. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So you're listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Today, my VIP guest is Susan Fru, a business coach, a business thought leader, and she literally leads from the heart. And everything that you're listening to Susan today from, you know, is very consistent in every walks of life. And the example that she gave is this morning at 5.15, how most of us would have felt it's a cold day, let's not go out, how breaking through that adversity made her proud and how that physical strength takes her to the next level. Susan, in the next section, I just want to have a very, you know, quite a few different questions. And these are like rapid fire kind of questions where one thought, one sentence, you know, you can go for two sentences at times. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Now let us go beyond the world of business coaching. What's your advice to anyone in any walk of life to be a successful leader? Adversity. You need to go overcome adversity. You can't just get stopped. You just got to keep going. So, Winston Churchill, if you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> love that. So what, what's your advice of any walk of life to be a successful leader? Vulnerability. You need to be real with your people. You have, to, you have to be real. And I know it's risky, but you have to be. Yeah. Tell me a little more about what vulnerability is to Susan. Well, I, I think that you know this, Arjun, that we had experienced uh, a bad hire here, which hurt our company significantly. And um, 
I had to go and I had to tell our team what was going on and it wasn't pretty. And at that time, I didn't know if we were going to make it, if we were going to sell, if we were going to keep going, if we were going to be able to power through this, I didn't know. And I had to be really honest with everyone. And uh, not everybody bought into my story and drank my Kool-Aid and a lot of them left, but the ones that stayed believed in me that we were going to get through it. And we did. Nice. Thank you. So how do you define a big win? A big win is when everyone wins. So when the customer is happy, our team is happy, the bank is happy. Uh, that's how I describe a big win here. Love that. And then many a time, most of us often just celebrate one win, but to me, it's all about the sustained big win. So what's the important driver to achieve sustained wins, back-to-back -back wins? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I'm very goal-driven, right? So there's always a new goal that we're shooting for and something to get excited about and something to celebrate. And even when times were really tough, we found the smallest thing to get excited about. And even if that was Taco Thursday, you know, that, that might all it have been, uh, but that's, that's what we celebrated. We, we had to, we just had to keep it going. Brilliant. So in all your work with small businesses, what is one big reason small businesses fail? I think that people start businesses because they are good at something. I'm a good painter, I'm a good uh, bricklayer, I'm a good whatever I am good at, and I'm gonna go start a business. But the foundations of actually running a business have nothing to do with painting or driveways or carpentry or plumbing. It has nothing to do with any of that. And it's all of those back-end things where small business owners that are new could get taken advantage of by experts um, or they just don't understand how the whole back end works, which not that they can that, but up front, don't realize, they don't even know what they don't know. And to me, this is also so true for the organization. Both of us you know, have been on the board at the same time is National Speakers Association and especially the Colorado chapter. There's so many incredible speakers out there. Yes. But the very fact you're an amazing speaker doesn't mean you know the business of speaking. It's a totally different, unique skill. Right. And without that blend, as you talked about, I think that was so important that your core skill alone does not help you. That's, it does not. <laughs> I think there's a lot of mediocre speakers that are really, really successful. Yeah, it's the business side. It's getting it through. So most leaders you know, I talk to, they completely rule out some obstacles from their minds. Like a golfer doesn't even see the water at times in front. Mm -hmm. I have talked to athletes who have even removed the word dictionary from the word no from their own dictionary. So what is the word not in Susan Frew's dictionary? Quit. I, I it. don't quit. I, I don't quit. I don't quit. I love that. It's like a dog with a bone. <laughs> Love that. Uh, if Susan could, you know, from 2020 to go back in time and meet the young Susan, that kiddo who's just graduating from high school, and what would be one 
advice you will give that kiddo? Save more money. Yes, save money when you're young. Love that. And finally, first thing, last thing is I find that success that is planned or there's a process can be repeated. And leaders like you, when I talk to, I just see that, you know, you talked about goals, you know, it's like, there's a process, very strict, you know, foundation. So what's the first thing that you do when you wake up? And what's the last thing you do when you're finishing your workday? Well, I now try to go, I shouldn't say try. When you say the word try, it negates everything that you were going to say. I work out six to seven times a week, usually six. And I like to work in the morning. So that's it. That is And the day goes better. Uh, and the evening, um, I really try to be grateful for everything that got that day and, and helping us to get through the day and that uh, we're safe and we're and we have a nice warm bed to go to sleep in. Yeah, that's... And you know, there was something that's an amazing thought you shared, but in between you also threw in an amazing nugget about trying. A few years back, just before Christmas, my daughter had forwarded me an article by Jack Blackwell who talked about this concept, that doing something 95, 99% is more difficult than doing it 100% of the time. And that concept resonated with me. And I, after reading the book, I started making a list of things I'm 100% at. Like I brush my teeth every day, 100%. There you go. And as I started going through, I was having challenge with gym because I couldn't go to the gym four to five times. It was a try. So I put my effort on first Monday of the month, Arjun will go to the gym 100%. Like night before, it's a big deal. Like shoes are out, Arjun's in a shorts are out. And from there, I've added one more, but I really, you know, that whole concept of it's not trying, it's about doing, I really think is very powerful. And thank you for bringing that. Susan, anything else you want to share, please? Well, I've seen someone say, and I know that a lot of your listeners are just listening, but I'm holding a pen in my hand. And if I said to you, try to pick up this pen, either you're going to pick up the pen or not. You're not going to try to do it. When you say you're trying to do it, that means you're not going to do it. So... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and Yoda would be very proud of our conversation. <laughs> yes. If you believe there's no try, either you do it. So anything else, Susan, you want to share, please? What I want to share is if there's anyone listening to this podcast today that is going through a really tough time in their business, I, I know how much it hurts. And I know what it feels like to be up in the middle of the night worrying about payroll and how are you going to make it and are are you going to get enough calls tomorrow to bring in the business that you need to pay the bills? And, and the spiral goes on and on. Um, I really want to encourage you is to, to figure out a plan, get a plan together, you and your team and go for it. And you need to stick with your plan and just one foot in front of the other, just a little bit. You can't control everything. Just what you can control today, you control today and that's it. And then you put the other foot in front and there you go. Love that. Thank you, Susan. This was really incredible sharing from the heart. Thank you. Thank you, Arjun.
So we were just listening to Susan Frew. And Susan has a lifetime of track record of making impact in other people's lives. You know, when I started introducing her as a business coach, I really think it gives the rest of us an idea, but listening to her gets us that how much she makes an impact. And a few things she said are very relevant right now. And, you know, at the very beginning, when we started talking about what do we do in current situations, we really defined by saying, it's, you know, it's the scrappy, the guerrilla way of marketing where you create content from the heart, be kinder, nicer, be more reflective, and you share. She also talked about how important it is for any business to survive long-term and win long-term, not to survive, is the whole concept of having your own network, having your tribe, having your own relationship. But she also defined by saying, you have to add value to every member of that group always. Networking is not about getting, it's about giving. She also shared this incredible insight, which is important for some of us who are working with our family members, is create job descriptions and then stay within your lane. And then when it comes time to share, you know, Susan shared few of those amazing accomplishments for her husband and her. When as a small business, the 10 units at that time, 10 locations, 10 trucks, even the cover of the national trade magazine being celebrated as one of one. And that again is at the end, what Susan talks about is have a goal, have a plan and keep acting on it. This is a pleasure to share and bring a conversation to you from an incredible leader. Thank you for listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun. Please subscribe and share and review this podcast with your friends, family members, and also enjoy listening. Thank you again. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, Brand Whisperer, top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.